Hello, this is Fiona, one of the co-hosts of the DM's Book Club, a weekly book club podcast where we read about some Dungeons & Dragons and discuss how we might include them in our role-playing campaigns. For this episode, we were joined by Greg Tito and Shelley Mazanoble, the hosts of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each week, the D&D team sit down with celebrities and personalities from across gaming and pop culture to discuss one of the greatest fantasy brands of all time. They not only talk about the tabletop role-playing game, but the latest in D&D video games, comics, novels, movies and television. It was truly a delight to have Greg and Shelley on to talk about their love of D&D and about their upcoming book, Welcome to Dragon Talk, inspiring conversations about Dungeons and Dragons and the people who love to play it. Welcome to Dragon Talk will be out in early December, but you can pre-order it from all good booksellers. You can find out more about Dragon Talk, the podcast, in this episode description. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. The blue one. The blue one. Every time I... It's it's different, right? (laughs) I don't know why I want to hit leave. And I have left. I have left Dragon Talk meetings. (laughs) And it took like five minutes to try to get her back. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's not just me going, I'm being overly cautious and very British about things, apologizing in advance. But good. (laughs) Great. No, it's good. Greg and Shelley, we're going to say sorry about 150 yeah. times during this hour. Just by the way. I appreciate you're on lunch. So if you need to take a drink at all, every Rosie, time you say drinking sorry. game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's past five o'clock here, so it's fine. Yeah, for so us. We'll, we'll, we'll have a drink afterwards. That's a, that's a clean special <laughs> From home. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will. Hamilton must possibly. I actually have to go back to work. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But we'll start off really nice and simply, guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming uh, and coming on our show. In case people haven't heard of you guys, who are you and what do you do? Do you want to go first, Shelley, or should I? You go first. All right. I am uh, Greg Tito. I am the Senior Communication Manager for Dungeons & Dragons, but I am also the host, co-host of Dragon Talk, a long-running podcast that is the official D&D podcast with my very favorite person, co-host Shelley Mazanoble. Oh, see, that's why I wanted you to go first, because you had to do the harder part. Uh, I am Shelly Mazzanoble. I'm the senior brand manager for Dungeons and Dragons. And along with Greg, co-host Dragon Talk, and along with Greg, co-authored a book called Welcome to Dragon Talk, which Ooh. guess what? It's about our podcast. What? Oh, incredible. Right. And me and Hamilton were talking about it. We hadn't we clocked that obviously it is like one of the most long running podcasts, certainly about DD, obviously the official DD podcast. We hadn't realized it'd been going for so long. Like we yeah. started, uh, I started listening back in 2012, and you've only, you were about at time, yeah, at time of recording, you're almost at 400 episodes. Yeah, 399, isn't it, right now? Bonkers. Yeah, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. You weren't on it though, all the way through. That's correct. That's what I have, because I didn't listen all the way back then correctly. So I've only, joined in the last five years or so so i'm, I'm a noob <laughs> but we had to do research when we were writing this book trying to figure out like where did it start how did it begin yeah. see i remember it's i was on a mystery I was a fan back in the fourth edition era of Dungeons and Dragons. And that's where I had first heard of uh acquisitions incorporated and that mm. was how this yes podcast feed started was it was actually uh, James Wyatt playing as the DM to start, and then Chris Perkins took over on the second session. But that's where mm. this feed all began, and then it has morphed and changed through that, which we go through in the book. It was really fun to mm. to delve yeah. into that history, yeah. some of which you were there for, Shelley. Piecing it together. Yeah, I was 
kind of always there but then not really like i i i guess i like people just kept dropping away but i just kept you stay your pictures in the background close getting closer and closer to the camera yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some there were some dicey times in there it was very funny to go back to the history of because bart carroll was involved from the beginning and it was kind of like he was like i guess it would be kind of fun to have a podcast let's just see if i know how to do this and he just like figured it out on his own, kind of begged and borrowed to get equipment to do it. And then just was like asking people if they wanted to be on it. And some people did and some people didn't. And we always had to like find a conference room to record in. And sometimes the conference room was double booked. They're like people would walk in right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> recording. <laughs> we're like, can't you see we're doing something in what here? See? <laughs> <laughs> We've got microphones and stuff. Yeah. Ah, come on, you guys. People didn't know about Zoom calls though in 2012, did they really as much? I guess maybe. <laughs> I know. We always had like, you know, guests come in in person. Right. I don't think yeah. we at that early time we had anyone calling in. So mm. Yeah, it was strange times in the beginning. That was one of my questions that I was going to ask you. It's like, and it, you've you've led into it perfectly. Was the the sort of change from twenty twelve to twenty twenty two in yeah. so many ways, not just the world. Let's keep it to D and D. It's that sort of like technology has made such a big leap for D and D, mm. particularly in the last three or four years because of everyone being forced home. But is there anything that you think that like has been critical to those sort of the changes of D&D &D and how you've seen that like over those 10 years, is there like two or three things that you're like, these were like fundamental moments where yeah. it made a seismic shift over your period of doing this. Like a milestone or something. Milestones. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was especially that 10 year period was the advent of uh, streaming and you know video streaming in yeah. general and especially twitch the idea that people were watching other people play games was mm. relatively new even back in 2012 yeah. uh, mm. right there were a few let's plays on youtube and that was about it and then once things grew to encompass video games and then uh around 2015 when i started at wizards was uh actually the week that i started was the same week that critical role had their first show on whoa uh, that's uh, insane on twitch and that changed everything i mean that just let people watch people playing dungeons and dragons was such a great instructor that you didn't have to go to a physical location you didn't have to go to yeah. a convention or a game store to watch people play you could watch it in the comfort of your own home and everybody mm. understood and kind of demystified a lot of you know people mm. who might want to play took that first leap to try and play because they were able to uh, emulate some of their their favorite stars doing that so i think that was really the biggest mm. yes and of well. course the pandemic accelerated mm. everything else right where yeah, more people basically. were able to play through video conferencing than ever before mm. Mm. and have a bit of time to do it as well and maybe some time to watch some three-hour episodes of critical role maybe <laughs> like so now yeah. <laughs> i mean i'd already caught up but i mean i was just like i just noticed i just think that there's a it was um for me it was a very useful time <laughs> for catching up on podcasts <laughs> for sure what about yourself shelly i would say fifth edition for sure because yeah. just of how many people that brought into the community and got people playing and along with what greg was saying how many new, more creators came into the fold that mm -hmm. there was just people who are doing everything from their streaming to writing their own adventure product to mm -hmm 
creating candles that are inspired yeah. by D&D <laughs> locations. I mean, there's people everywhere that are doing such cool stuff yeah. in this community that's inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. But I will also give credit to Greg Tito because oh, yeah. <laughs> he's this guy, he's this guy I know yeah. that sat next to me at work when he was just like a shy, young, new PR guy. But we, we actually <laughs> did know each other before he even started. But mm -hmm. it was really Greg who kind of got dragon talk to become drag first of all it didn't have a name and, and greg was mm -hmm. like we should name this podcast <laughs> and, like, and also i mean as podcasters yourself you, talk you might and talk, dragon <laughs> talk it's kind of it's kind of helpful to have a name for your podcast yeah also helpful if like you actually have a release cadence and greg mm -hmm. was kind of like we should probably like structure this more and make it sound better and like mm. put some actual resources behind it. So like Greg really was the one that got us on the the path to where we are now. Mm. But and maybe that's why the other hosts fell to the wayside. They were like, oh no, no, I don't want to be so professional. And once again, I just like stayed in the room. And I'll do it. Shelly, you're coming forward. I that behind you is also Greg. <laughs> Don't think that you are at the front of the image. It was, it was pretty much that. So. There was a few of those early episodes where there was, I think, four hosts with only one guest, and we're like, know, "This feels so a little weird. like Vivian. Wow. This is this is not necessary." <laughs> Wait, isn't that kind of what we got right now? <laughs> shush, shush, have we're, like, we're no, like no. evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> I'll go on to my question then, because so yeah. obviously it has been mostly podcast form with Dragon Talk, but I know obviously you've done some uh, streams of the Dragon Talk episodes as well. Yeah. For me as well, I guess maybe it's the way that D&D &D is, but at the same time as obviously the the sort of uh, the rise of podcasting going up as well. Do you think, I guess maybe it's a more biased question because we're all on podcasts, but um, <laughs> when we're talking about D&D &D or playing D&D, &D, do you think podcasts have an edge over actual plays? Because obviously Critical Role was a stream for a long, long time and then eventually had an audio that went along with it because there was a demand for it. But I think for me, like, when I'm listening to like discussions of podcasts or actual plays, I tend to go for a podcast over visual. I don't know if you had a, a, a view on that at all. I think there is, it's, I mean, it's a different medium, right? So I think the idea of radio uh, or audio based content is a little bit more akin to what you do when you actually play Dungeons and Dragons, right? Where you, you're listening to the voice of your dungeon master and trying to interpret mm. what they're describing and then creating a visual in your head. Mm -hmm. And so I think podcasts do have a leg up a little bit in using the cues that are similar to the, to the way you play. Uh, now that said, I think there is... That, that's it, it's different for different people there are people who like to consume stuff through uh audio only whether it's mm. you know they they're they're commuters or they just like being able to to be able to do that while they're doing something else uh physically you can't do that as much when you're watching uh yep. you know you have to you have a screen that you're you're looking at and you're kind of fixed mm. in that position but i do also think that the visuals that people have added to streams mm. are you know blowing me out of the water the amount of like energy and 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 artistry that's necessary for creating those like miniature displays mm. and like mm. you know really immersive stuff you get the performances from the uh I was gonna, well, I guess they are actors, right? I was yeah. going to say yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they are so much more expressive in the visual medium mm -hmm. um, that you just you can't necessarily always get from uh, from just listening to the audio itself. And there's also the idea of like whether it's live or edited. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the audio podcasts uh, take a lot of care. Uh, the ones that I, I really enjoy are the ones that um, add sound effects and things like Foley effects so that it actually feels yeah. a little bit more uh, immersive in that way. Whereas the streaming, 
is is more about trying to make it feel like you're watching a theater performance of mm. people getting around together and playing and that adds a, a whole other different vibe and energy to the sessions i think so i mean i i, I like both but i i mm-hmm. think audio is maybe a little bit of a leg up in my in my personal brain mm-hmm. it's an easier to consume isn't it that's the, the fundamental yeah. of it isn't it it's mm. just it's so much more accessible but as someone who does streams and now is doing more edited content that's visual mm. it is a lot more work as well like well i mean they're both a lot of work but it's um you can have a lot of fun in both mediums as well which is kind of the, the thing about it isn't it they have fun mm. in their own ways because like with the visual you can as you said you know you can get all dressed up and you can get yourself and you can make some beautiful sort of sort of like graphics and sort of like effects and sort of add lightning and stuff but then additionally with the audio you can really delve into soundscapes and Mm. and some really exciting things so because we're talking about mediums so you've now moved from a podcast into a book so you've changed medium again (laughs) and kind of interesting to see like how that process sort of changed your perceptions potentially of like the content you're talking about because you've kind of gone and I imagine you know I assume obviously you've re-listened to all of the shows uh, or a lot of them and and then now trying to translate that into a written word did it affect the way you saw those things did you gain new insights from them does it yeah you know, what sort of things have you learned through that process? So I don't know if uh, if you've heard me say this before on Dragon Talk, but I have a really hard time listening to myself. We talk. did wonder that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, I do not. I am not like, a, oh, new episode. I'm going to download myself right now and, and listen. And, and to go back to your previous question, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. all day, every day, because I, I walk a lot. I like just have my headphones on when I'm just, you know, doing laundry, whatever. I love, I love mm. podcasts, but for, it was very hard. That was the hardest part was having to go back and re-listen, but I will say I thoroughly enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I also found myself like making the same jokes in my head that I did actually on amazing episode. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Oh, yep. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. I got, I, I got me. I haven't evolved in <laughs> at all, um, but it really was a good experience. And like, Let's be honest. I think if you want to be good at, at what you do, you should actually like revisit your work and see those, be mindful of where you can make improvements. And I know that that there's tons to, tons to still learn about how we can make Dragon Talk, you know, the better than ever. Mm-hmm. But I, so I did learn things that way. Like, oh, I don't like the way I begin questions. A lot of times, I don't have the question formed in my head before my, my mouth opens and it's like, I'm so okay. I'm going to ask it this way. Nope. I'm going to backtrack and now I'm going to ask it the way I'm going to do it. And it's yeah. that part. I was like, God, I bet people don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think it's a very natural thing as we're both there going. Um, so this next question we've got. Yeah, it's like above there. and beyond the ums and ohs, but I did. Like, obviously, when we were writing this, we couldn't write about every single interview. So there we had to think about the ones that they all move us in some Mm. way, but in like ones that have really like bubbled up. So going back to listen to those, I could see I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember why this one affected me the way that it did. And it was really cool to see because Greg and I, there weren't really a lot of overlaps with like we were both like, no, I want to write about that, that interview. Like oh, this one meant something. We really did kind of come up with our own lists. I think like, cool. we always joke and like, we, we each have a type, you know, uh, <laughs> like I get really excited when it's somebody talking about like how they've used D and D to help kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
like, I think we both really do love to talk to therapists and, and people who have used D&D in the mental health space. We both really mm. like those. Yeah. But it was really interesting to see like Greg's choices and reading about, like, I didn't realize a lot of times that, that he was so moved or affected by something because mm. like oh. he was, it wasn't like, we don't, we don't really like download after the interview. It's right. like back to work. <laughs> and then we'll <laughs> chop, chop. Chop, chop, we're back to work. Um, but it was, I was like, wow, like I didn't realize that this person had said something that brought Greg back to like something, yeah. a pivotal moment in his childhood. And so it was really cool to like, to just connect. Yeah. And like, and like, it's very telling of this D and D community that we're so lucky to be a part of, because mm. there are so many special people that find their way into this hobby. Mm -hmm. And like the more people are different, the more we are kind of all the same too, yeah. it's because there are so many of those connection points. And I, and I truly hope that that is what people also take away from mm -hmm. the, the podcast when they listen to it. It's like they, they're yeah. also finding those ways to connect with other people in the community and, and mm. feel like, yeah, like, we know we are, we're different, but the same. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you some praise now. So you're going to have oh, to no. handle it, but here you go. You're ready oh. for this. But I yes. think you guys do when I was listening to your podcast, like the, the, as I mentioned about you, Craig, you're talking about your daughter and then yourself, Shelly, and, and all the stuff you've done with the self-help to elf help uh, stuff that you've worked on. Oh, yeah. the, 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 I think you do come across in it as very engaging and connecting with yeah. the people that you're talking to. You're very, it's really lovely to hear because mm -hmm. it's very much like you're, you turn up with people that I don't know your relationship to them before, but it very much feels like, oh, you know these people really well and you just, you ingratiate with them in a really nice way. And it's it's really nice to listen to. Yeah. It's a really, um, it's very comforting to listen to, if you know what oh, I mean. So. That's and lovely. to jump off that as well, I think, like you said, over the last 10 years, obviously this sort of reveal from like, it was a geeky thing with usually guys in basements, right? To be like, hang yeah. on, film stars do it famous American football players do it. Like these people who voice your favorite games, they also do it. And it's just that sort of thing where they fail so far away because you're like, it's a different world. But then you're like, so what's your favorite class? And they're like, ah, oh, bard or something like that. And you're, like, oh. <laughs> and you, yeah. you're instantly on that level. They're just like me. It's so true. <laughs> it levels the playing field. You, you instantly have that connection. Like I've definitely been at parties where I'm sat there going, I don't have anything to talk about. They're all talking about things. And then someone will be like, do you do a D&D podcast? And I'm like, have you played? And they go, oh, I've been thinking about it. And then I'm like, well, I've got them for the rest of the evening now. Yeah, and we yes. call it a great, <laughs> and in a nice way, not like I've trapped them in the corner. They're the ones who asked me. I have to. You're the mean, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it is that, it is that connection. Like you said, it's just like, no matter who you are, you can connect to someone, even if like, um, also with like, first impressions aren't necessarily the best ones for that and the way people look as well it's just it's just interesting now that everyone does have this geeky side it's not a bad thing anymore so. no it's true no, yeah i love that fiona i think i'm that type of person at parties too where i was like oh you have one thing that you're i'm in common with and i can engage with yeah. let's talk for the rest of the time while i don't have to do the weird small talk that yeah. most shit is about yes. right. like, oh, no. we can be like all right yes let's talk about uh why bards are the best class yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> starting with the big talk. I know. Well, we'll go on to, that's a different podcast episode. We don't have time to talk about yeah, that. We'll, we'll have to do that. Greg, we'll have to have another conversation about this. I'm sorry. I mean, we're all bards at heart. I mean, I do love bards. But it, it, actually, then, let's go with that. I did have that as like my but get out of jail free card uh, question was like, what's your favorite class? So go on then. So yours, what's Shelly? What's yours then? Oh, I, I am like very into the magic users. Yeah. So I, but I really like, I like 
sorcerers, maybe mm-hmm. because that was my very first D and D character. I yeah. don't know. This is her mini. This is Astrid, <gasps> and I will save her forever. And I just like the the little bit of chaos in there. Like I yeah. love wild magic. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna like, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's so cool. Like I'm just like, please let me roll on the table, please. please. <laughs> and I never get to. But so I do love sorcerers. But lately, I've gotten really into warlocks. I'm like, where have you been my whole life? Because gone edgy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that to me. I love the idea of I may have done something a little unsavory but i did it for a good reason you just have to justify everyone else i just did it for the evil spirit that gives me power there's nothing wrong with that you don't know why you don't know why you don't know me (laughs) (laughs) he's not evil to me you don't know it's between me and my patron I'm loving the vibe. People at home who can't see this, there's a vibe going on here. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> what about you, Greg? I mean, I, I probably would pick the Bardia. Yeah, I love the fact that they are performers at heart mm. and they can use their magic for, for that. I just love the idea of there being a theater person as a as a class as an adventuring class. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> it just it makes me laugh. Plus, they have some of the best spells in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being able to uh make fun of people it's so badly that they had to take psychic damage i think yeah. is <laughs> really amazing well that's all we ever want to be is that cool person that does that because we've all been there though to be honest yeah <laughs> just like snap oh you feel bad about yourself now you're gonna quit the fight because yeah, you're gonna feel so bad that you're just gonna keel over and, and go unconscious go Great. home it's yeah. monkey island yeah, it's, so. Island. it's so fun yeah so i i probably would pick that but i don't i i play bards a lot but i don't necessarily uh always go into that i mean i like the, you know something about the the elf ranger archetype i really mm. like as well too but that's yeah. just my my aragorn love uh <laughs> popping up that's um I won't go into mine because I'll just go on a rant it's about a rogue. rogues for about yeah. a rogue for about fifteen hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, okay. Yeah, we had we I had a whole know. episode on it. I do love all classes, but uh, I, yeah, I do. I do. I, I, I just, rogues uh, are fun. Rogues are good. Yeah, fun. <laughs> They're so yeah. much fun. When we when we've done other episodes doing other classes, Hamilton's like, it's good. But it's not, but a, it's rogue. not a rogue. <laughs> I feel like that with magic yeah. users wow. too. I feel like we know so much more about you now, Hamilton. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried other classes. I'm like, mm, it's fun. I can see why people like it, but it's just mm. not for me. But I'm curious about Fiona. Can I guess? Yeah, come on. Yeah, have a guess. Go on, Shelley. Are you a paladin? That was my first character. Um, oh. But I, but I, I it's because I arrived late uh, to the party. May, may have had. <laughs> I was the only one left. <laughs> it was the only one left. It's it was from uh, the Lost Minds of Vandelva, and it's one it was one of the pre-gens, mm. But it was the halfling paladin and. The joke, I appreciate, you can't see because we're not in the same room. I'm actually nearly six foot. I'm a little bit taller than Hamilton. So they're like, wow. this will be funny. You could be a halfling paladin. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm... okay. <laughs> but that was, yeah, but that, that obviously got me into uh, into playing and then DMing and all that sort of thing. But my go-to class, which Hamilton knows, is a barbarian. Um, and we're, oh. we're just coming up to our finale of a nearly five-year campaign where we're all 20th wow. level. And we're, oh, wow. going to do it, we're going to do it in person. We'd obviously done it online during the pandemic. And so Halloween, we're all going to dress up. We're all going to do the bits. And we're all low-key excited, even though we're all like 30-year-olds going, let's not get too excited, guys. We're like, no, <laughs> it's so important. Uh, that's, us, that right? ship has sailed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you are in. That is great. Yes. Yeah. 
What is it about the barbarian that you like? Oh, I think it's just because I can be me without the filter at work. <laughs> That's all. Um, <laughs> That's but valid. It, I don't know. It's interesting. But just to go to that point as well, like going back to like getting people in and connecting to them. So when we first started that campaign, uh, both of our uh, players, like we had a person who'd never played before and one person here was like, mm, I'm not so sure about this. And that person now draws all of our character art. He runs, he's oh. written his own stuff. And because at first he was like, is this a bit nerdy? But then he was like... <laughs> in straight away and like for, for a birthday i had a, like a you know an, a, a, a portrait he's done big character almost like a marvel film poster and so that's what oh, i like cool. about but that's it right i i like how this game you can talk to someone and they can be like i really enjoy it but there's some people are like i can create candles i can create posters i can create art for me and my friends and it's just that connection you can have with someone which is so different to a board game or a, or immersive like theater experience it's just not in the same way because it's just so unique so it inspires it really does it inspires people to create all types of stuff like backstory you mentioned like i mean there are mm. people who are like oh i'll write 20 pages of backstory i'm like i know if you had gotten like a 20 page assignment you know from class or something like yeah. that you'd be like oh yeah. i can't do it but like people are just motivated to to jump in and like you know mix with words if they're mm. if they're that way or or the drawing stuff like i mm. i love playing with artists around the table because they're just <sighs> doodling and making things constantly doodling like, oh yeah. here's the scene of what just happened you know yeah. a half hour ago and i'm like you just did that that's amazing i love it ah. yeah my, my <laughs> friend does that he will put it up as his virtual background and it'll be always ah. something that is something embarrassing that we've done he's just in a quick doodle and he'll be like <laughs> oh, yeah. that's even better i love it but then also at the end of the call we have to like make sure you turn your virtual backgrounds off because in the meeting at 9 a.m you turn yeah. up with oh, oh yeah like, <laughs> and your yeah. display name is like buffy mcvampire store or something you're like mm, yeah. oh actually yes what is my display oh no yeah you're right don't worry Shelley. we would have told you <laughs> i guess obviously i know it's gonna be very hard to pick so obviously as you said you went back for the interviews and you picked like a list of your favorite ones but what was sort of your individual highlights from the book is there a particular interview that stands up or are they all so good you can't pick? Mm. <laughs> i'm looking at the i'm looking at the, uh, the table of contents right I now so I'm like, oh yeah right uh, <laughs> gotta double check right <laughs> yeah I honestly really loved the Rain Wilson uh, essay that we that we did. It was one of the first ones I did when we were yeah. kind of pitching this book. And it's one of our earlier interviews in like 2015 or 2016 really on, yeah. uh, or so. And so Shelly and I are a little bit, you know, kind of newish to it still. I think it was still called the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It wasn't yeah. called Dragon Talk <laughs> quite yet. And we only had them for a half hour. So we, most of our interviews are an hour long, but it was mm -hmm. like, okay, we got to do this. And I just, I love my self-deprecating kind of feeling is like i don't think he he was just doing this as a lark yeah. for to promote his own book at the time he's like i just thought it would be funny to tell people that i was on the D, &D podcast uh, to promote this book um but it does capture that idea of like people from all walks of life have mm -hmm. come into this game they might you know, love it when they're kids and then bounce off it and come back to it later. Yeah. And uh, uh, everybody still has these strong memories about it. And so the, the stories he told, some of which he included in his book, uh, uh, but w it, which I included in the essay is all about like just these visceral experiences he had when he was like 13 playing D&D &D in the Pacific Northwest where, where we are here in mm -hmm. Seattle. Uh, and so it's just this really, I don't know, it's one of the funniest kind of uh, uh, quick essays in this book. I don't know. What oh. do you think, Shelley? What was one of yours that was your favorite? I really like the Ethan Schoonover one. He mm. is a teacher. He was a, yes. a a teacher at the all girls middle school. Yes, right I followed his Twitter. And I just love the story of how that came to be. And like just one of the girls approaching him and like, did you ever, have you seen 
Stranger Things. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen Stranger Things. What's happening? <laughs> like, and how just, it's just an all girls middle school, mm-hmm. which like middle school is terrible. It's just the worst. <laughs> but like these girls are just, they're, they're thriving in it. They're, yeah. they're playing together. They all, the club grew from like four girls to mm. like, I don't even like, a third of the school mm-hmm. ended up joining the club. It's not a huge school, but still. still. And like other parents like pulling Ethan off to the side, like, hey, can you get my daughter in? Like, I she really wants to play. It's the cool <laughs> kids how, club. Yeah. 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 And then like how some of the girls ended up becoming dungeon masters. Yeah. And then they went off to start clubs at their high school. And, and he told us a story about how they were like very pensively talking about you know like high school wow like there's potentially there's gonna end up being boys that want to play D with us what are we gonna do <laughs> <laughs> and like the younger girls were like you gotta let them you just gotta let them join too D&D should be for boys too uh, it's for yeah. boys too <laughs> I have to give you some kudos, Shelly. That is one of my favorite essays of mm. yours, too, because you go into your own experiences oh, during middle own, school. Yeah. My and own psychosis. You're, it's so great the way you describe it and how different it is from these from these girls' yeah. experience. It's yes, fantastic. But it could have been. It's like, wow, mm. if, if we had, there probably was D&D in my middle school, and I probably didn't notice or made fun mm. of it or whatever, but... Mm. If I had, if somebody had shown me the way back yeah. then, it, it could have been so much better, I think. It might have been, but then you wouldn't be on Dragon Talk talking to Greg. You might have been on something else, uh, like the, the Shelley show or something like that. But Oh, and that would be awful. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, the Shelley show. show. The Shelley variety show. Yeah. That would be terrible. I see a spin-off. I see a spin-off. Right. But, but I totally agree, because I, I came to it quite late as well, like in the last six years, but then in that first year, I was like, well, I'm going straight into dungeon mastering and then playing other RPGs as well. But like, I thought there was wasn't anything at my primary school or, or, or sort of middle school either. Um, I'm sure there was, I think we had like Warhammer and stuff, but that was like yeah. boys and dice and that was it. And you were like, yeah. well, I think the most I got was like, do you want to paint a mini? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, no thanks. But obviously that's, yeah, all those sort of biases, all those assumptions as well. And I thought, God, if if it happened earlier and now we've got such a great environment where people are playing it in the open in quotation marks but like it's accessible like you said you've got streaming we've got podcasts it's all around us and it's not like a it's not a bad thing it's like here's a different way to connect with other people and I think yeah it's people are so lucky to grow up with with that support now and it's just amazing and that's been the premise of Dragon Talk you know since I joined which was basically just like look everybody can play this it doesn't like these are like we mentioned this a bunch, bunch of times already mm. but like the fact that you don't have to be a specific stereotype to enjoy everybody and it's actually the diversity of everybody's different point of views and skill sets and talents and personalities mm. that's what makes it more fun right and yeah, so it's 100%. good to have people coming new into it who've not experienced it before because they add so much new strangeness mm-hmm. to it like when uh when, when kids enter it they don't have the preconceived no things of all the archetypes and so they come up with the wildest more you know fun stuff and you're like how can we weave this into a story uh, mm. and not lose that that element of play that i think um is also yeah. a great boon right having that throughout adulthood instead of it being like you know, smashed yes. out of you when you got to work each day yeah. like <laughs> yeah have this uh game to fall back on and be like yeah no we can yeah. have fun 
it's true because uh, so I do improv as well on the side. I appreciate it. like back to me, Ugh. but it's it, it's interesting. <laughs> um, like, you get when you ask for suggestions, sometimes they are quite adult suggestions or they're like humorous to an adult audience. I recently went to like a big marathon of improv shows and they had a family friendly afternoon. And we had some of the best suggestions I've ever heard. They were like, you know, dinosaurs, princesses, aeroplanes. And the improv troops were like, right, okay. And it was such <laughs> a joy because you didn't have, they don't care. The kids are like, we want to see a show about marine mammals now. And they're like, we can do that. And so, yeah, I, I, yeah. so you just get that different different experience and different thing, which we wouldn't think of because like you said we've been conditioned in a way to be like well we're adults now we need to think of these things yeah because yeah. right? yeah. i haven't i haven't i haven't I know, maybe maybe yeah. it's just me hamilton You're apologies still lucky for you <laughs> yeah but it really does serve uh, so many needs for adults like not just the the play because yeah. it's still important to play as an adult but it also has it's that social connection that we need 100%. as well mm-hmm. and like taking time for yourself and yeah making time for your friends or whatever there's you know people do book clubs people do stitching bitches people mm-hmm. will you know have poker night like this shouldn't mm-hmm. really be any different so mm-hmm. it's it does fulfill a lot like the create the creative outlet mm-hmm. Which a lot of people as adults feel like they have to put aside. Like I have a day job, I have a family, I have kids. I I guess I don't get to tinker with this novel anymore mm. that's been, you know, sitting there for two decades. But mm. you this can certainly help fulfill yeah. just that that Be creativity. Like and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And keep you inspired. So no, it's amazing. I think the community is the thing that I've loved about it. Cause I would I played 2e with some friends who were into it a lot more we were more warhammer kids because i think in england i guess maybe warhammer was a bit yeah. bigger in the 90s uh but like there's a, a i don't know any coincidence but they were american um and they they'd moved over and they they brought sort of D to our group of friends and so we played the 2e in planescape and that's sort of my like that's where i always will sit and love and i'm so jealous you've spoken to, to dita ritzley because he's mm. like my, <laughs> my most favorite like artist uh yeah. He like commented on one of my arts that I copied of his once, and he, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to fall over." <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. The he's yeah. such a nice person. And what's also quite nice is that because I didn't know anything about Planescape until Hamilton introduced it to me, and we were do, talking about Planescape stuff, and Hamilton was like, "They're going to announce it soon. They're going." I'm like, "Don't, don't hold out your yeah. hopes." And then we were watching it. <laughs> Just for you. Yeah, it and then it comes up, and, I, so and Hamilton was like, "Ah!" And it was. And, that, and I felt that joy, right? I, yeah. I, I was glad to be a part of that call when it happened. Yeah. The thing so is that when I was a kid, it was exactly like, it, I just then became a teenager and was like, ah, I want to, I've said this another time before, I want to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and be cool and stuff like that, you know? And then, and I don't know why I just left it. But then coming back to it, I moved cities and I found like a gaming group and then suddenly the games of D&D and it was like through this whole community, it's just like, meeting all these amazing people and making all these amazing friends and stuff it's just one of it's actually it is impressive and i think that seems like what you're talking about your book is really focusing on a lot about how if you've mentioned community about that's the in the title you know it's inspiring conversation about D and the people who play it and i think it's it seems to be fundamental to it right it's the it's the it's that aspect it's people isn't it at the end of the day yes. really yes the people you play with right and then and so many of them speak to people who came to this game not on purpose right like they're like right, oh yeah. i fell into it or i you know I, I i got invited to this game and it changed my life in these very specific ways exactly. and they're very different right and so almost yeah. all of these uh essays come to figure out 
different, you know, those different uh, stories and then how we related to them, you know, and, mm. and, and, and brought it all together. And, and it feels like the entire premise of it is just like, yes, come and be a part of this amazing experience that you can't mm. really even describe. I mean, even in the first few chapters of this book, we're trying mm. to, <laughs> we're trying to answer the question of like, what is D and D? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you explain it to someone who has no context of it? Yeah. And it's hard to do, right? Yeah. You can't just be like, it's this, you know? And so we really spend a lot of time trying to figure out that. Oh, and um, it's so fascinating because everybody's got a different way to tell that, right? Everyone's got a, like a different way that they got into it and it felt enriching to them in various ways. And so, yeah, this is a celebration of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you think then on that note that the old fashioned, not old fashioned, the old fashioned term of like the three pillars of D&D, which was I think role-playing, exploration and combat. Do you think that that's changed now? There's a different know. line in that? On oh, another that? column perhaps? <laughs> the fifth oh. column. Uh, no, I think, uh, I, I mean, I think those are the, the pillars of trying to understand genre you know how like sometimes yeah. you can have long conversation of like is something fantasy is something sci-fi you know yeah. and it helps to have a map to mm. discuss something like mm. this is concept key core, key core concept right. yeah and so i think of those three pillars not as distinct you know uh, things yeah. but like just as another way to describe how you play dnd there's this mode that can encompass other yeah. parts of it, but you know, like, oh yeah, this is the exploration mode, this is the social mode, this is the combat mode, and mm. any various session can have different parts of those. And it's just a, to me, it's just a way to describe what's 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 going on. Yeah. And I don't think those have changed much, to be honest. I think the emphasis on some of those has changed because yeah, when I true. first started playing D anD D, it was, and I guess it depends on the edition too, but and yeah. the people you play with, it was like combat, combat, kill it just everything yeah. was like we didn't talk to anybody we just broke down <laughs> doors and killed things yeah. and that's I, like so i would have said thought like yeah combat is the most important mm-hmm. thing yeah, here well. and then maybe exploration and then role play yeah. but yeah. i and i do think with the actual plays and the streams and and seeing people you know be more theatrical and there's so much more role playing and cosplaying out there mm. that i feel a shift even in like the groups that i play with Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are we, we spend entire sessions just looking around and shopping, yeah. shopping and yeah. talking to nice. <laughs> we, yeah. have, we have spent entire we're, we're playing in a spelljammer campaign right now oh, and fun. we can spend at least two sessions just exploring the rock of brawl and just mm-hmm. going yeah. into the various <laughs> yeah. shops and, and meeting people there so mm-hmm. i think i i feel like there's been a shift that people are yeah. becoming more ex- interested in like the story and mm-hmm the role playing and the interaction with other characters. And then you get books like the wild beyond the witch light, which exactly. actually like you can actually run the, the entire adventure without engaging in mm-hmm. combat, which I think is, is a very interesting challenge. Mm. That was going to be exactly the point I was going to make is that it feels like wizards obviously are moving in that direction with, I mean, there's different, they've got different, you know, like it feels like dragon arms. I don't know it yet, obviously, because it's not out, but it seems like that's going down the combat route heavy, but I don't, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. but it feels like there has been a big shift to open up books more towards different, those different, like opening up strands more in those those spaces, like in yeah. the more role-playing ones mm-hmm. or the more exploration ways, like Spelljammer just feels just like, 
Off you go. There's here's some amazing creatures and spaces and places that you can just go and, and yeah. exist in and meet people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst the world beyond which like is, is similarly exploration, but it's not so vast, but it's very much like here are just people that are gonna be really mm-hmm. interesting. And here's a moment where you can be actors <laughs> on a stage. Yeah, yeah. The stage <laughs> one, yeah. Um sp- speaking of meeting people, um obviously I know. Your book is full of your interviews of the past. We were wondering, do you have like a wish list of people you've yet to interview, but you would love to have on Dragon Talk? Totally do. I'd love to speak to Stephen Colbert. Uh, I think he's always <gasps> yes. been kind of top of the list for me uh, because of his love of fantasy. And, uh, you know, I guess Lord of the Rings is one of his go-tos. He's played mm. D&D uh, mm. with uh, Matthew Mercer for Red Nose Day. I'd love mm. to ch- chat with him uh, and, and and find out more about, about uh, you know, about his introduction to this game and and how it is informed him. He looks like he's always having fun on those Red Nose like, yeah, like The joy. He... Oh, uh, I know. I... Just the way he just looks at Matt Mercer like, oh. Yeah, tell me everything. Yeah. I wish oh, my players so looked sweet. at me like that, but they don't. Yeah. So. Me too. <laughs> Get yourself a player who looks at you like <laughs> yeah. 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 Colbert does to Matt Mercer. So yeah, charming. Exactly. What about you, Shelley? I think that's a good one. I um I'm totally blanking, but I'm trying to think of who's like our pie in the sky. Somebody we do have one other pie in the sky, which is uh Cory Booker. Uh <gasps> yeah. he's a yeah. New Jersey senator who has said he's played D and D. Uh, and maybe even actively plays. So we've had uh, um, yes. uh, Secretary of State uh, Steve Hobbs Steve from Hobbs. Washington State. Mm. He's our, you know, our, our biggest politician, only politician, I guess. We're so only. Well, he yeah. has made that distinction. Like when he was, he actually like a hardcore pitched himself to be on Dragon Talk. Amazing. And he was like, as far as I know, no other politicians have been on the show. So. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds that. like he wants that Good claim point. to fame for when he runs. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he definitely has it. I mean, you said he's he's in Washington State, so you've got yeah. Seattle. There's probably a lot of people you can you can get to vote. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of D&D people in that area. Yeah. And he pushes that like, you know, the gaming industry is huge in this area, so that's why we should support it. Also yeah. on top, he's a nerd and he loves playing D&D. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best secondary. He's, he's like, oh, no, nerdy. yeah, there's there's real political reasons for, for, for getting behind <laughs> this. Uh, and your essay uh, on, on him is all about that pitch yeah, too, Shelly. I love yeah. that in the book. Yes, we even quoted parts of his email. It was so funny. Greg and I, we were like, do we respond? Like, is this one of our, right. should we have like legal read? Yeah, look at it quickly, just in case. Yeah. Oh, I so want to. Re- I'm looking forward to this in the book. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. That sounds great. It's funny. With that, then on that note, then if we if if you haven't got one that you want to add to that, Shelley, is there someone dead or alive? Then I'll allow you to have this. Then, Shelley, is there anyone that you would want to either DM or play at oh. your table? Whoa, John Crawford. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. I'm not killing her character. I am not. Like, She'd kill you. Oh my I think. god, another yeah. critical hit. I don't know how this keeps happening. <laughs> this whole thing, that wire hanger in front of you. Oh my goodness. I think, yes, it would be so fun. I I love Joan Rivers and oh, I always yes. I mean like, how fun would she be? I, oh she, I just feel like she would get it and she yeah. would just make us laugh the entire time. DM or player? Oh gosh, I was imagining myself as her DM, but her as a DM. DM, I think that would be. Kind I think that would be great, but you might have to interrupt yeah. to roll dice at some point. <laughs> Maybe. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, her descriptions of people would be amazing. Be amazing. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, if you get if you can make that happen in oh. in in some sort of magical way <laughs> in Planescape in the in yeah. the yeah. Sky, yeah. 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 Lady of Pain, just, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Joan yeah. Joan Rivers is the, is the, <laughs> the Lady, Lady of Pain. Uh, what about yourself, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Dead or alive? Um, anyone from history? Hmm, interesting. I uh, <laughs> I usually go to um when I'm playing a bard that has uh, the uh, spell that is basically insulting people, I always go to Don Rickles uh, mm. one liners uh, <laughs> to be able to spew them during there. So I would love to DM as him. And That'd he's amazing. He's, and he's doing that well with his cantrip attack every single time. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know, eviscerating the goblin be like, Oh yeah, really? That's what you're wearing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> mm, that would be good. Totally Another great one. Oh, perfect. It's never really good. We went with comedians. I know, right? Old school comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Being aware of time as well. I'm afraid we're going to probably have to stop it there. But uh, oh, I know, I know. But my final so question. Fun. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you guys on as well. But my final question is, uh, so where can we find you on social media? Where can we find Dragon Talk? And where can we get uh, your book when it comes out? Sweet. Well, I am at Greg Tito on Twitter, Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. <laughs> I have a Star Trek rewatch podcast called Reengage. You can follow that on Reengage TV. ENG. We're getting into season four now of uh, Star Trek. So it's very exciting. A lot of fun stuff happening there. And then, of course, Welcome to Dragon Talk is available for pre-order now. You can get it from the University of Iowa Press uh, mm -hmm. on their website. You can uh, you know, go to your local bookseller and try to order it from there. Uh, give them some love. Uh, but if you can't get any of those, you can also pre-order on Amazon. And it'll be out on December 5th. But if you pre-order... We were told by our publishers that you might get it actually early. Uh, like so really if you early. If you pre-order now, you might get it like a month or two before the actual publication date on uh, December 5th. So uh, get out there. Yeah, it's a lot of great stuff of us talking about uh, what we've just been talking about. <laughs> yeah, more, more of that. Um, and I am Shelly Moo on Twitter and Instagram. And Dragon Talk, you can find uh, anywhere that you download your podcast. Brilliant. Like this fine podcast. No, oh, oh, I'm sure Fiona will put it all in the show yeah, notes I'll, as well. I'll, yeah, I'll put it all in the show notes and I'll invoice you for that kind praise at the end of it as well. <laughs> <laughs>